Okay, campers, rise and shine. And don't forget your booties, because it's cold out there today. That was so good. Friend, welcome once again, as always, to the front. Again, again, again. And if you're stuck in a time loop, you've heard that same intro every day for the same one. Every day. No. Sorry, no, no, Sonny and Cher. I didn't have. We'll we'll have Barry add, add that in post. Yeah, that was. God, I love that show. That that in the, um, that little opening line. There's so many stuff on that show. We're we're going to go right into this. Let's do this. Let's make this thing happen. Let's do. Our 2020 challenge this week is the Sam Raimi's film. Groundhog Day. Bill Murray. Uh, uh, no, Andy you are wrong. You are mistaken. Sam Raimi. No way. That is a Harold. It's a Harold Ramis movie. Harold Ramis. Ugh, Sam Raimi is so Spider-Man. Close. A Spider-Man guy. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. The names uh, are similar. Right. Yeah. I mean, seriously, what what happens? I always think of these. You always think of these guys as like big celebrities that are untouchable type things. And really, they're probably just like a bunch of guys that are hanging out that are best friends. And they got they're pitching ideas while they're drinking, totally wasted in a bar or something. And and then they're like uh, they've got buddies who's a an executive of whatever Universal Films. And he says, I got this idea that me and Bill can do. Right. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like we talked about with um um, Indiana Jones with uh, um, Lucas and Spielberg. Yeah, they just right? like team up and they hang out, and then they're you know. As as usual, I looked at a bunch of the um, uh, IMDb trivia for this yeah. movie. Apparently, they considered a handful of of actors for the leading man, including Tom Hanks, but decided that all of them were too nice for the character. Yeah, that's true. I could see that. Bill Murray is kind of a jerk many in like most of the time. Yeah. Uh, so, so this, I was going to say the soundbite that you had just said, and then with that Sunday and share music, um, every time I hear it, I think of Groundhog's Day and then anybody like mm-hmm. another thing I always say is, whoa, that's a doozy. I'm like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Was it Ned? That, that guy, Ned, who is, he's like a, um, he's a second or tertiary character. In everything you everything. see, I'm like, okay, I've seen this guy in about a hundred things, but can I name one of no, them? No, no, right. I, actually, if I did, it might be Groundhog's Day. I mean, he's been in a ton, but that's the one that, right. because of that one line when he comes up, you know, you know me, Ned, Ned Rylson. Like, oh, <laughs> pulled his yeah. head off. Every <laughs> like, time. you know me now that I've got a bald head, right? Oh, okay, right. So, right. so I, I love this show. All right. Well, if you. <laughs> If if you've not seen this and don't want to be spoiled, what are you doing here? Yeah, go Just, go wait. Yeah, go see here, this movie. It's, it's so good. Go go watch it and, uh, and yeah. come this, back. So this this is. I, I mean, I, I don't want to. We could do this with all the movies. Is just like say how great they are because they're on the top one hundred. Clearly, they're good. But uh, I, I do want to say that I love this this show and it, talk about like a perfect there, timing. There are definitely going to be a couple that we don't. Uh, love. sure. And but th- I, this I, I this, see this is one that that I love. For, this is not for all the no. all the reasons. I mean, it's it's not classic Bill Murray because I think Stripes is classic Bill Murray, um, but this is this is a, this is a little out of box for Bill Murray yeah, for sure. He, I mean, remember last week when I I said see to him they're putting him as a leading man. Isn't that kind of weird? Like it kind of works, but well, I I was thinking about that a lot because you said that, and as we're watching it, uh, this is a movie I saw in theaters, so. It came out in 93. I would have been like 12. 
maybe 13, maybe 11, yeah. somewhere in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And so all of the, the, like the whole theme of the story was really lost on me. Um, the, the mechanics of it, of course I got, but the, this whole redemption arc concept of a redemption arc. Right. And so after you'd said that about him being a leading man, I'm watching it and I'm going, okay, yeah. Especially as it got to the end, I was like, yeah, this is why, uh, Harold had Bill Murray in this leading role because he's supposed to start out just a complete narcissist, narcissistic. Yeah. He, he, no, he's not likable at all. I mean, he's not even like an attractive guy that, you know, Oh, he's a good looking dude. You can overlook whatever. No. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Everything about him is, is terrible. Um, yeah. And, and some of the, like we're watching, uh, I watched it with, with most of my family and the sequence where, he talks to uh, Nancy in the diner, yeah. right? And then goes back the next day to uh, to hit yeah. on her, right? Like he's from her, her high school. He's wooing her because he's learning, yeah. Right? As as that's happening, as he's setting that up, Andrew, my brother, goes, he goes, oh, it's such a, he's like, he says, he says, when you see these time loop things, you never see anybody use that, that time loop in such a, in such a, uh, and I was like, I was like, such a skeevy yeah. way. <laughs> I, Such a creepy, like, oh, just wh- yeah, whatever. He's, he's, he's terrible. Yeah. I, I, I will say, he's terrible, and it's a terrible example. But, but like, we, you should sent me the thing where we talked. They talked about like the plausible amount of time. There was that site that showed the plausible mm-hmm. amount of time that he would have to be in the loop for all these things to happen. Right. And it, we're talking about like, uh, what do you say, a thousand days? No, it was like. 10 30 years something like thir- Harold Ramis said like in, 30 years in the trivia yeah in in the trivia they said that Harold Ramis's original concept was for like thousands of years and then backtracked it to be maybe a dozen or so so like in the first interview where he was asked he said a dozen and then some years later he amended that to be you know maybe more like 20 to 30 years yeah i mean that's which which was kind of crazy like I because I saw this movie so long ago, I remembered some of the high points, the the clock and the fact that he escapes the loop with Andy McDowell staying yeah. over. Like I remembered the line about he can't get a collie to stay. <laughs> right, yeah. But I couldn't remember how that happened. And so like when the first when he's going through the date to do the perfect date, like he keeps doing that and then that doesn't work. And then I I keep waiting for the film to end because I'm like I know how it ends I just don't remember like what was different about that about that time and it goes the movie keeps going and you're like how long has he been here because every time you see I'm thinking of like uh, the Next Generation uh, Star Trek episode where the the ship explodes over and over again yeah yeah right or um, Discovery did it too the similar. The similar Discovery episode, uh, Magic to Make the Sanest Man Go yeah. Mad with um, Rain yeah. Wilson. Uh, you just see, you see a couple dozen days. You see a month or so. Um, and and that's it. Like, they're trapped and they get out and it's strange, but it's, you know, it's nothing major. This is a massive, like, like, like existential sort of dramatic comedy yeah and and it's it's really a a little bit dark right and 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 i know if if you're if you're wondering what dennis and i are talking about there's 
that you may think that it's oh the kitten to be I watched the show and it's only like a couple weeks or something though. Well, the 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 site and the people break these things this down and why Harold Ramis said it was this amount of time is that when you you break down how long does it take to become so good even at one or two songs uh, at the piano, right? right? That he can learn it to that kind of way. Right. Or what? It, how is it that he takes the time? You know, how much time does it take to say learn these six different people's lives and about their their kids and things like that? So he can walk in the diner and just rattle off people everything. So it goes like scene by scene with everything that you would have to know on average for an average person to do these things. Um, and you, it comes out to like. 10 to 20 years like it really does they do the days let's say to become a a a pro magician or whatever one of the things he does and it's like it takes about a thousand days to do that so it just keeps a running tally and you're like what what the hell um yeah yeah i'll i'll link the video in the show notes but they basically do a bare minimum estimate and a high-end estimate and then also share the uh harold ramus quotes that we mentioned so yeah i mean the thing I thought about after watching, listening, watching that video, when I had seen the website before or the articles on this thing with about him being in there for a long time, and it really makes me look, watch this show kind of in a different way, as as opposed to seeing him just like being Bill Murray. Now let's live Bill Murray for a week in in his way. He would do things crazy. This is actually a real. I look at it as like this is a guy that at a certain point you stop seeing these people as real people. You just see them as like props that you walk around in the day you're the only thing that's different about the whole world yeah he i mean he lives in this he lives in this space it's like a it's like a twilight zone episode which they apparently are bringing back with uh peel Peel from yeah but but you got to think about like you mentioned the the is it the nancy person where he like kind of seduces her or anything and yeah on its face you say it's Mm -hmm. very skeevy but again after 10 years, she's just a doll that is in the 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 thing. She's a animatronic thing is just like anyone else who repeats a robot every day. Yeah, it'd be it would be like if you were living in the Pirates of the Caribbean. Right. Ride. You're not going to see that guy who's swinging his leg over the side of the, the thing is anything different than the guy mm-hmm. that he does. The, <laughs> it does the same thing all the time. It's not a big deal. So when he interacts right. with these people, it's just him. All that matters is what he's doing because he's the only thing that matters. So I think that right. when you think of it that way, the the ending w- with Andy McDowell and he kind of gets she, he gets off of that becomes this like true f- selfless falling for her type thing that that he doesn't care anymore and he wants to fall for this person here, this robot or whatever it is that he sees over time and genuinely genuinely cares for this person yeah and that's the i mean it's kind of strange it's like you you have this stereotype of of bill murray and the kind of roles that he plays i'm not you know i'm not intimately familiar with his catalog but this is probably the most dramatic role he's ever had like this movie has funny parts but it's not really a comedy he's in his younger years yeah i mean later on he does things like lost in translation and other stuff like that but um Yes, it's it's. I mean, there's co- there's comedic parts to it when he does his little Bill Murray things, but right, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I, I I I liked watching this with that in mind, with the idea that you know that he's here stuck forever. What and I kept thinking, what would I do? And I remember after watching it, even thinking like, what 
what would I do stuck in the same kind of thing? I would do everything. I would do all the stuff he does and probably 10 times. After more. a couple months where you're like, you're like, there are no consequences. Like who cares about anything? Like there aren't, he gets there pretty early, but yeah, yeah. There's, there's no longer, and I'll bring up the Nancy thing again. There's no longer a moral code here. Tomorrow is completely reset beyond your own personal. Yeah. And again, after 10 years, is there a thing that matters to you? It reminds me of, uh, and this is a little a little heavier than we normally go on this show, but we're talking about Groundhog Day. Right. So uh, um, my brother, I forget if it was David or Andrew, I think it was David, was in a like ethics and philosophy class. Yeah. Uh, I have a computer science degree, so I didn't take any of those <laughs> kind of classes. But um, he, the, the professor is asking, you know, where where do where do moral rules laws come from you know are they are they natural or are they created by society are they are they created by people and most of the other students in the class were like well it's it's people you know what the only thing that really matters is uh is that there are people to to witness and judge your your mistakes and, and at some point he doesn't have that and and so and so david being david said uh said now wait a minute are you telling me that if I'm all alone on a on a desert island and there's nobody else there to see what I'm doing, that it's okay for me to um uh I forget his exact wording, but have have relations with a goat? <laughs> that's right. Right? There are no people, there are no you know, that's his he's he's doing devil's advocate right. a little bit. And of course all the other students in the class are like, Oh no, no, come, come right, on. Right, but that, that the only that reaction is because he it was telling them he's making the thing he's making a solid point it's like it's 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 really not and so that it's uh, it's your own that ties in a little bit with this story like all the things that he tried to do and you know made all this effort and over time became a better person yeah it's like what what would you like at first he spends a lot of time just goofing around doing creepy stuff doing uh you know, nonsensical stuff yeah. and then gets kind of uh, depressed, despaired, you know, suicidal yeah. and then moves out of that. And so then it becomes this analysis of what would you do if you had all the time, right? If time didn't exist, what would you do? And we see what this this Phil character, Bill Murray's character Ducks. Yeah, I mean, and you see him do it in a neat way. Like he only goes for an hour lesson every day, right? And right. And, and he he's like, no, this is my first. I love it. It's like it's my first lesson, and he he starts playing like Bach or something. He plays it really, and she's like, <laughs> you're amazing for for. You know, I kick on, I catch on quick. You know? According to the trivia, that's uh, that first session where he's playing Bach is the only time Bill Murray's actually playing. Oh, is that right? Like he's actually doing because he can't actually play piano. Yeah, right. But uh, yeah, somebody, one of my sisters or somebody watching was like, "How is he? You know, just from one lesson?" And I'm like, "Well, he just goes back the next day." And, and he says, "Let's start." He here. goes back the next day and does, you know, gives her a thousand dollars again because nothing matters, and the only thing moving forward in the story is him. So he, you know, retains those skills. Right. And. uh yeah. So, so beyond the heavy part of this show, it, it's super entertaining. <laughs> um, and 
I, I, we're not we're not critics or reviewers or we're not trying to sell this these shows to anybody or talk about them. But I, I will say that th- this is this belongs on the top 100 at least for me. I mean, I, I'm real big about the fact that every list of top whatever you're doing is so independent to the person that you can never subject it. Yeah. And I and I live on that. I am totally fine liking Anchorman. Right, I just love it, and it's one of the great. Com- what are you talking about? Anchorman is great. great, right? And Anchorman too. I love. <laughs> I I count those as some of the best comedies that I have, and I'm okay with that. Um, so, and, and you know what? Infinity Infinity War is my favorite movie of all time, and I'm okay saying that, knowing the entire breadth of cinema that's been out in the world, because to me, yeah, that's a bold. That's statement. what it is a bold statement. But to me, that's I don't have to judge it way it against what you think or what anyone else thinks it's how me and my experience of what i liked is is something right. so um this one is one that i would say yeah it would definitely fit in my top 100 hands down like top 50 top maybe even top 20 because it's just super fun it's got a great thing the actors in it it's who's the guy chris he plays the cameraman i can't remember what his name is He's terrible in everything. Yeah, He's terrible in everything else, um, ex- except maybe um, <laughs> oh, um, Shit's Creek. He's in Shit's Creek, and he's pretty good in that. But he plays this kind of same character. Oh, I never saw. Um, but I mean, he's not great. He's his normal character. But he, he, when he did movies right. in the '90s, he was just—I did not like him at all in any of the things. Uh, so in this one, he's bearable. He actually plays like kind of a normal guy, um, which is. Yeah, he seems like an actor who would always play the same kind of. He role. does, but this one, he just plays a normal person. You know, I, I, it makes me wonder. Is like he right. took this job and he's like, I'm not going to be that crazy, over the top goofball that I am and everything else. I'm just going to be this role, <laughs> which is great. You get to see him in that thing. Andy McDowell doesn't branch out from anything else that she does in her roles or whatever, or doesn't like improve the 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 role of the character. I don't think, um, but you know, she's serviceable in that in that role, I guess. But the, 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 the hero of this one, this show is, is Harold Ramis and the writers. You know, that they just, <laughs> uh, even Bill Murray does, he's got his great charm and he's wonderful and has his little ad libs here and there. But um, it's the writing and the directing was really great. I, I, I love so much. About yeah, for show. sure. Um, hey, there, there is a show on Netflix that just came out, by the way, it's talk about timing. Um, oh, uh, Russian, Russian doll. doll. And it is, it's that. I didn't even I I watched the trailer for that because Netflix gave me a notification. They're like, "Hey, you might like this," and I was like, "What is this?" Oh, it's Nikki from yeah. uh, Orange, Orange is the, is the New, New Black. Black, and uh, I I didn't even put those two yeah, together. Yeah, and I was like, that, uh, "Holy cow!" Talk about the timing that I'm watching this. Groundhog's you know, I'll Day. I'll bet they uh, they released it in conjunction with actual Groundhog Day. Oh, yeah, duh. Kind duh. Of, duh. No. I'm, here I am thinking it's the universe telling me, and really it's just like no jackass. It's actually just <laughs> Groundhog's Day. Um, but, but clearly they did. And, and I liked, I think I watched, I'm, I watched half of the first one and I just, I had to leave. I couldn't, not that it was bad or anything. I just watched the first half of it. Um, I liked the trailer that the trailer ends with her seeing somebody else who's also seems to be stuck in this loop. And that's super cool. Like that's super interesting to its own loop on her own little hitch into the groundhog day world. Um, so Mm -hmm. that's, I don't know. I don't know if that show is going to be good or not, but I this whole like looping in and on the same day type thing is a really neat concept, super fun. 
and I will actually watch this one, that show, a couple episodes and see what it's like. If we had our Netflix this challenges, I'd not... watch it. <laughs> we don't. Um, this won't be of any use to the listener because uh, it's not going to go live for months. But uh, our in-person Klingons and Dragons session was also a time loop. Yes, right. Yeah, and, and you did you did that just as annoying as the the radio people. Like every time it reset, you started with the same reset every time. And, and it, it took, what did it take? Like three times before we were like, ah, whatever, just, you know, go on, move on. And we're tired of hearing it. Skip ahead. Yeah. To that, your, was, that, that was fun for me. I don't know if it right, was. To, to your credit, for you, guys. you stuck with the theme and you just kept doing it every time, which was, which right. was good. You didn't be like, okay, I'm just going to skip. You just kept doing the Sunny and Cher song over and over again. Um, which gave us that feeling. So yes, the Klingons and Dragons. I, again, I don't know if that's going to be posted because that was our special one, but um, that was that was a nice, you're, interesting. You're thing. just annoyed because you you made a joke about hitting on a nurse, your character, and so every time we started the loop over, I was like, "And Al Kai is in sick bay, and he's awkwardly hitting on one of them." <laughs> every time. I mean, that's what And Al Kai is is about. He's that's true. He's definitely that's a true. pretty skeevy fellow. Um, okay, so yeah, good show. Loved it. Belongs in my top 100. This. I'd like to hear. You know what? From now on, I'm going to ask you this is, question. Does does this belong I, on your, kind your poster? Of, does this belong on your 100 poster, Dennis? You know, it's it's one of those things that's like a... Um, uh, what's the word? It's like a thing. It becomes like an adjective. It's like how people say that a, that a dark um, part two to a movie is the empire strikes back of yeah whatever right it's whatever the whatever the term is for that uh um i guess literary device um the middle is yeah but it's the it's the thing like groundhog day is the word you use to describe a time loop right in a tv or film or whatever you're like oh they're doing a groundhog day episode yeah right Um, right it's 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 ingrained in pop culture enough that we all know that yeah, because I saw this so long ago, and I've never, you know, before we started doing this podcast, I I never went out of my way to see any of the old Bill Murray films. Like I probably saw most of Caddyshack at some point. Sure. Um, it just was not in my, just not on my radar. Right. Um, I never went back and watched this, and watching it as an adult and going, "Wow, this is actually a more complex and and existential story than I realized." Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think it's, despite all of its goofy, funny Bill Murray-ness, I think it stands above most of, most of his other work that's much more just straight, well, depending on the metric you're using, right? Yeah. Uh, Most of his movies are, are fun and entertaining. Uh, this is one that's fun and entertaining, but also has a sort of not really message but has a more significant story to tell i will say he's there's a couple there are a couple movies he does later on in life that have that he definitely went ahead and at some point in his life decided that he wanted to do not just comedy like most actors do who've been in the industry sure sure and and i and uh you saw um what's the the movie that was out not on netflix not too long ago where um clint eastwood was a grumpy old man neighbor uh, do you mean Gran Torino? Yeah, Gran Torino. 
fantastic amazing show he he there's there's a movie like that with bill murray like where he's the grumpy old mean neighbor to to oh, other people I, I think i know what you're talking and, about. and i liked that one actually so and it's very much in the same vein obviously the clint eastwood one is better but not because it's the other one's bad <laughs> at all it's just because it, that's right. a fantastic movie um so yeah, the, yeah. I, that being said bill murray does do some stuff later on in life but it's it's just kind of different um, I, I want to say, I wish that Harold Ramis got a lot more props, I guess, than, than what he does. I mean, we know Spielberg and Lucas and these names that are, you know, huge director names, but, and, and everyone did, does know Harold Ramis, I think, but mm-hmm. he just doesn't seem to be in the, the normal vernacular along those kind of people. And he should have been because he just made these kind of movies that were fun, were easy and bite-sized but you know if you pay attention there's a little message in there type thing kind of um sometimes and, and, yeah. and for those who if you're if you're listening to me right now and you're one like oh i don't know this guy if you know egon spangler from ghostbusters that's harold ramus he he was an actor <laughs> as well but he did a lot of directing and writing and that's probably his his best work and if you go google or wikipedia that guy you'll see like oh man he wrote and directed so many cool things that i like and that was egon yeah that guy is that guy's spot on it's a little bit like i don't know if this was on the show last week we talked about um uh Moe's. Yeah, uh, Michael Schur. Yeah. Yes, right. He does everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, not to, you know, I'm going to get I'm going to get angry texts from our buddy Fox because Ghostbusters is his favorite movie of all time, <laughs> but um you know, he made a handful of of popular successful movies, but um not not on the scale of Spielberg. Yeah, okay. Maybe I was I was probably right. overreaching I mean, there. You're right. Um put him put him up there with Lucas maybe. Yeah, sure. I mean, he never made he never made Phantom Menace, so <laughs> he's got Lucas beat on that. Score, maybe he's got but, his uh, Phantom Menace. Hey, hey, there's something I want to do. I'm going to start doing this and and I you don't have to do this to yours, but I'm going to do it to mine. I'm going to put little stars on my poster um which is going to denote that I think this would be in my top 100. Um I and and I've, I'd like to ask that of you when we watch a show. Like, hey, is this something that you think that you would also put in there? And when I'm done with this, after a couple of years when we're done with it, um, I'd like to be able to say, like, there was 15, 30 that, or 30 that I didn't, like, would not be in my top thing. What would I replace those mm. with? And then I can have a better view of kind of what, you know, my top 100-ish. Your taste yeah, is, sure. Which is kind of, kind of neat. Um, so would you, would you put this one in your 100 list? I think so. I mean, a hundred is a big number. Hundred is a big but, number. But uh, yeah, seeing it again, it's um, I don't know. You sprung this on. I me, know. So I, I don't. Uh, to, and you get to think about a, it a little bit. There's a difference between like top based on movie quality and top based on rewatch. Because just like yeah, um, good... you know, last year we saw Memento. Yeah. Like this is not a pull it out and rewatch it often kind of movie right right well like like for last week i i don't i liked the notebook and i i came out with a positive feeling of the notebook but i would not put it in my top 100 yeah i mean 
that's rough to say because I do like romances and that's a great romance, but I still think that there's other things that I would have put. If I'm going to have to pick a romance, I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure if the notebook would make my top 100 based on, on that, that mm. thing. But this one could, I don't know what genre this fits in. And the only thing I can think of <laughs> like for best explanation, why it'd be top 100 is what you just said was that like people say, Oh, this is a groundhog day. I mean, this movie did it. Oh, just for the just for the iconicness of well, it. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean it's it's in the vernacular it's, of the uh, world, right? It's I would put it pretty solidly just in science fiction. Yeah, sure. I, that, that's that's fair. Even though there's no there's no science, uh like maybe you could call it fantasy. We'll open up that can of worms again, but um I think one of the things it's speculative one of the things that right then it's speculative yeah speculative fiction (laughs) one of the things that one of the things that sci-fi does really well like uh it's when it's at its best is when it's used as an analogy and obviously that's done with fantasy as well like the c.s lewis narnia stuff and although that was allegory but um you know this uh tell a story in a in an alternate world and then you can apply those those principles to to the real world to your world in some way right right um and and that's definitely what this film does i I want to make one comment before we move on here about where this movie makes the change in the viewer because uh, I think that's important. When 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 a viewer's watching this and and you start off with a very unlikable character, there's there's usually a point in the show or the story or the movie where you start to root for him. And that's that's a certain really important part um, because everybody has their own reasons for not liking somebody and then liking them again. This kind of like redemption. When do, when does the viewer think redemption, that you're redeemed? Sure. Um, and, and this one for me, I would like to say for most people is when he does go through that dark period that you mentioned before, where the guy is doing all this stuff and he's lost. And you can see that that's rock bottom. He's like running into trains and he's dying. He's <laughs> killing himself. Um, and yeah. as the viewer, you're like, okay, all right, he's not that bad. He doesn't deserve this kind of bad thing where it's driven him to this <laughs> mess. And I think that's that was the turning point for this show where where I felt like, um, okay, I, I need this guy to be to have something good happen to him, right? Because he, mm. he's he's gone he's gone through a lot of torture here. He's gotten payback for what I felt at that point. Like he he's gotten payback for being a jerk, right? <laughs> He's he's paid his debt to society. That's right, and and then and then you now you're on a part where you want him to win, and you know me about liking feel good stories and endings. This this was like mm-hmm. he did it. I completed. Now, this is another example of what the movies I don't like is the ones that if you're watching Groundhog's Day and then it ends with him killing himself and then the show's over, which would be a Dark Mirror episode. I <laughs> right. I would not like it. Sure, right? He's like yes. It's terrible, and you're living the same day over until you kill yourself and end it all. It's just not, you know. I like the Groundhog Day endings where he mm-hmm. happily wins. Yeah. So. All right, so what do we got next? What's our next one? What's our next one line for this? Oh, you know, I was not even on on that on that thing. I think um, for all the things we talked about in our pre-show, 
We did not talk about this. Well, we're, this uh, one's a weird I one too think, because we had it's Halloween, which I think we're going to redo yeah, this one. Right? Halloween is up next, but we want to move that. Right. So, so what's what's um, in the Halloween time? Let's look at our slot for 2019. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, oh, like Valentine's Day is coming up. We should have saved the notebook <laughs> for Valentine's yeah, should, Day. Maybe that's too on the well, nose. Well, no, that would have been good. That's that's a good. I mean, we got to start thinking about this one. Okay, let, let's find a good Valentine's Day. Because, by the way, um, um, the tw- the 28th round uh, close to Halloween is actually Office Space, which is a great one to watch, but it's not Halloween. Uh, or not, sorry, not Valentine's right. Day type, type stuff. No, it's neither. Uh, I'm not sure, I mean, unless you want to get into Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> uh, we could watch Titanic. Oh, uh, that's very much a love story. Isn't Saving Private Ryan? Or, Isn't that a love story? We can watch. The... <laughs> or we could watch her. Oh, I'm not against her. I've not seen it. Have you seen her? Yeah, I haven't either. Oh, wow. No. A double on a top 100. They put her. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's. I, I don't I don't know that I would call it top 100, but, right, uh, but somebody yeah. thought it was that way. By the way, seven is they, on there. It's there. And I've not seen seven, but I hear that he they put his wife's head in a box. So. That's that could be a love story. That's Kevin Spacey. That'll be even more uh, poignant <laughs> now that he's. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's do her. Let's do her. I'm 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 on board. Okay. With her. her uh, Spike Jones with Joaquin Phoenix, Amy Adams, and Scarlett Johansson. How do you feel about Joaquin uh, Phoenix? What's your thoughts on him? I have no strong opinion. Like I I liked him in Gladiator. Awesome. Right. Like he was mm-hmm, awesome. Mm-hmm. And. I saw the uh, Johnny Cash one. Amazing. Great. I. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like that was really good. Yeah. I, all good. Forgot about that. Movie. Um, And believe it or not, as much as the movie wasn't so great, he did that movie with Mel Gibson where with aliens came down. You know what I'm talking about? The cornfield and. Uh, you mean signs? Yeah, signs. Yeah, right. He was he was OK in that. Like he played the younger brother or something son i can't remember but he was okay in that mm-hmm. um i think he's great but he's one of those actors that i i don't want personal personal like outside of movies to affect my movie watching thing but i think it kind of does because i know he's such a like um oh i only do this for the art and the craft type person oh sure and that just bugs me right it just bugs me um so yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't hold that because my belief is you should not think of those things when you're watching experiencing a movie. Um, I mean, there's a whole, there's a whole list of things that should, should or shouldn't influence our perceptions when when viewing uh, entertainment medium, it's, but that yeah. inevitably do. It's, it's why people can't watch Tom Cruise movies. I like Tom Cruise movies, but but because they they don't like him in person, like in real life type thing, but. To me, it just depends on what what I've seen or heard them say. And really, if you're a professional actor, the things that you say in an interview are just another version. Like a normal person does that anyway. The The way that I talk to you on this podcast is different than the way that I talk to my brother hanging out in the kitchen. Like everybody presents a different version of themselves. And if you're an actor, you're just a professional at that. Yeah. Um, yes. So, so you're not. So wait, there's, this is there's the some real of that. Dennis? Is that what we're hearing? It's not the real Dennis. <laughs> so I can I can see stuff like I've heard quotes of um 
a Gwyneth Paltrow that I hear and I'm like, oh, what a stuck up, arrogant kind of person. But I'm still going to watch Iron Man movies. Yeah. I'm still going to watch, you know, whatever stuff that she does. Like I can, I generally am able to compartmentalize stuff like that. That's, that's funny. I'm going to, I'm going to, depending on what I'm going to, I'm going to tangent a leer on that kind of like for you, I'm going to follow the, 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 the real Dennis thread and the, the real Michael thread. Um, it, it, like when we hang out, like you will come to town every once in a while. And there's like a billion people in town that, that we all get to hang out with when you come in. Sure. Um, but like every week you and I talk, right? Like, Right. For those who are looking at the extra, paying for the the Patron extra of the the front porch and see all that, we have like pa- we talk an hour and a half. Patreon, before, Patreon. What did I say? Patron, Patron, Patron's a drink, right? <laughs> That's tequila. <laughs> it's okay. It's it's we're gonna call it the Patron. Um. So yes, if you if oh, you're paying that extra stuff, uh, Dennis, you and I talk for like an hour and a half before, and sometimes an hour and a half after. Um. So and then when you come into town. Like I intentionally like don't want to dominate your time because I realize that if we're actually in the same room, you and I could speak for seven hours and keep talking about the same kind of things. But um, mm. I I guess I was led to believe that this is the real Dennis, and now I don't even know. <laughs> I'm <laughs> okay. don't even know. Are you me, listener? We're just talking to some fake guy who's being an actor on radio shows. <laughs> There's no, I mean, we can, we can lean into this Groundhog Day existentialism thing. Like (laughs) there's a difference between the you, the, the Michael that I know, the Michael that your daughter knows (laughs) and the Michael that you see in your head. Oh yeah. The one in my head is pretty awesome. (laughs) None of them are quote unquote real. Especially that one. (laughs) I think it's, I think it's time to watch a couple more Dark Mirror episodes. Oh, Black Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Wait, wait. I I want to make that we, we you you brought up uh, Twilight Zone earlier on. I want to I wanted to repeat your comment. You said what was it? Uh, I thought we already had a Twilight Zone remake. It's called The Black Mirror. <laughs> that was clutch. Mm-hmm, that was clutch. Mm-hmm. Good 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 comment. All right. That that ad started, and I was like, "What's going on with this?" And then the more it went on, I was like, "Oh, this is a Twilight Zone reboot." I bet. <laughs> and then they showed the door, and I'm like called it <laughs> that's right hey by the way uh, uh this is a thing out that barry will have to edit out here but um the the nailed it guy we watched nailed it on this show right we watched nailed it the the lady yeah that that uh cooking yeah baking right show. yeah uh, nicole the the judge mm-hmm. she's coming to bloomington right so for a comedy at, at the, the, hmm. the comedy club here so i'm i may may uh go watch that show come back on show like yeah, nailed it so <laughs> all right so we got that next week we're we're, we're watching her hey so so yep. what have you been doing this week have you been doing anything more fun for like to have to present to us on some good times got some good fun times happening to you this last week sure let's let's do that good times uh i don't have a lot to say here um aaron and i have been playing more factorio um, i do see you guys hop on every once in a while Without uh, without getting into too many of the details, uh, my parents, they run a small business and they were having some trouble with their website. And even though I am a programmer, I don't know any of the systems that they're using, which are more user friendly than anything I would ever touch. Um, I was able to get in and fix a couple of problems that they had, and that was satisfying. Um, what else? 
my mom and dad have been watching that uh, uh, that organization show with the Japanese woman. Um, oh yeah, what's it called? Uh, you just said that tidying up or something. T- tidy, uh, I watched like a a half an episode of that one. Anyway, they've been watching that, and so they are gradually. I mean, it's not been since they've watched that, but for the last six months or so, um, they've been trying to purge and downsize and whatever, all the stuff they've accumulated at this house over the last 20 years. But uh, I started um, digitizing their old DVDs. Man, I need to do that so, so that bad. They can, so they can put them on blacks. I think they intend to throw them out, which I'm like... Whoa, really? Okay, I don't know if I don't know if I could do that. I think mom said she's going to keep the Blu-rays and just toss the DVDs. Because oh. they're, like, they're like 480 quality. Quality is so poor by today's standards. I know, but... Yeah, I, yeah, man, that's that's something in my psyche about like that I have those and I've kept those and if I digitize them, would I get rid of them? I don't know. You gotta you gotta watch more of that show and get get uh, only keep the things that spark joy. They they spark joy when I walk downstairs and I see that library of mine. I'm like, <laughs> that makes me feel good. I like it. Well, all right. Well, then, yeah. So. I, that, that that show was pretty great. I mean, it's it's good because uh, that that little. I watched lady... a little bit of one episode, but I haven't really seen it. It's it's strange for me because I watch so much anime. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm listening, and we talked about this when we talked about uh, I think Violet Evergarden or maybe the gambling show. Mm-hmm. Um, when I hear you mean someone speaking, yeah. When I hear someone speaking Japanese, I'm listening very closely for the words that i recognize okay uh and so i i couldn't help not doing that i'm like oh she said the word that means first or (laughs) first time first like whenever they say like they met somebody the japanese word is um uh hajimete man i don't even i I don't do that that's that's pretty impressive yeah, you, you said that when we talked about anime. You're like, I don't. It just is gibberish to me. <laughs> it is. It's just the, they're they're gibberish babbling while while the word I'm reading the words. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I couldn't watch any more than like half of that first episode because it, it's just the way that they were dealing with the translator and sometimes the the dubbing, not dubbing, but the overlaying the subtitles. Um, it, it just yeah, the intermittent like, subtitles seemed seemed strange to me. It, it was. I mean, it was I sort of to... understood what they were doing with it, but uh, it was a little uh, um, uh, disconcerting. Yeah, I mean, when I'm watching a show in subtitles, I, I just get you just sink into it, right? So, right. so you sink into the, the 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 whole thing about you know them speaking a certain way. I guess I should say that, but like Joey Noel did that, and I didn't mind it. Where they went back and forth. Um, but, sure, depending on what the characters were speaking. So right, but but this one, yeah. like they they will slip back and forth, and most of the the show is in English. It's all in English except for when she. Yeah, speaks. basically when when she when they're showing you the actual footage of her interacting with the clients, and she's got a translator. Um, there are no subtitles because the translator is translating, and so they just let you hear her the same way that the client, the customer would and then in the in the side interviews or the little mini sessions when she gives a little example of how she organizes her her clients pet stuff or whatever they'll do that with subtitles because she's 
by yourself, there's no translator. Yeah, and I'm sure the editors are doing the best that they can with the source that they've been given. But it just it just felt weird. I, I didn't. She's so. I happy. bet you could. Uh, I bet you could turn on normal subtitles and then you would just have them all the time. For you know what? Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe that's probably the best thing. Uh, she's so happy and smiling and positive <laughs> that that I want to like the show, so I can't put it down. She's so nice and great and mm-hmm. great. Um, but it's just weird for me because of that. This this. So if it was all in Japanese and then I had subtitles or if it was all in English and I have, so maybe you're right. Maybe watching, maybe we should watch episode two of that and put it all in just closed caption and, and check it out. But, what, uh, what about you? You got any good times? Um, I bought Sydney her own, her first smartphone. Um, oh yeah, it was, she had I, a, whoa. she had an iPad before that. Well, I, I want to take a step back. I did not buy Sydney a new iPhone. Uh, our buddy Aaron got a phone, and he gave it to us for that reason. So oh, I, okay. I, I got, I yeah, I she she had an iPad. Um, I had been talking about getting her a phone for a while, and mm-hmm. I mean she's she's getting not that she needs one. At, she's twelve. Not that she needs one, um, but there's things in our life at this point that are are call, causing that it it would be a good advantage for it. Um, when sometimes when she's gone out to, to events or school events or friend events and things and she needs picked up or, you know, some kind of a communication, then she's not with me there. And it's nice for mm-hmm. her to have that communication kind of device. So uh, I've been thinking about it for a while. I was talking to my buddies about it at game night and, and Aaron was you know talking to him and he was like, I've got some phones. And she can have it. So he brought it. And sure enough, he kind of wiped an iPhone 5 and got it reset. It was real nice. And he just said, here you go. Um, I mean, all, all our friends like Sid. She's like kind of like one of the group there. Um, and so they he just gave it to gave it to me. And she started. And now she's got her own phone. I'm a little nervous about it because it's a big thing, you know, giving a, a kid a smartphone internet in your hand. While she had the iPhone, she was restricted to like, being in Wi-Fi with like home iPad. Yeah. That's what, um, my sister and brother-in-law there, my oldest niece is I think 13 or 14. And I think she's still iPad and, um, iPod touch. Right. Yeah. And so they, they switched. My brother-in-law was a big Android guy for a long time. And, uh, and he switched to an iPhone because they wanted to be able to use FaceTime and stuff the calling over data without yeah. uh over data and wi-fi without giving their girls access to uh cell data yeah i i'm, I'm turning her cell data off and i still do have for for if you're out there listening to me right now and and you're concerned about sid i've i've got <laughs> i've got all the parental like blocks on and and i've monitored her screen time and and all of the stuff that's responsible supposedly responsible with that i've heard that apple is getting really good with that kind of stuff they they really are and and i'm really happy for it and it's 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 doing a good thing so it's that was a big good times because i'm saying it's a positive thing <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a parental thing that I get to get to move forward with. And, uh, so yeah, I did that. Um, what did I, what else? Some good times. I got to play, I got to play a lot of games and watch some shows. I have been really busy this week. I mean like mm-hmm. a lot, but I have decided stupidly, uh, to stay <laughs> up all hours of the night instead and do all the other stuff that I wanted to do. 
So I've gotten very little sleep this, this week, like average of four hours a night, maybe. Um, and just and watched, I watched a whole season of Survivor. I watched, um, <laughs> uh, was it a designated Survivor? I watched Groundhog's Day and Star Trek and Discovery. And I, I, play, I played Kingdom Hearts 3, Uncharted 4. I've been on it. Man. No, you did oh, all the things. Oh, and I stayed up until 7 a.m. in the morning, Saturday night slash Sunday morning, and played and completely beat the game called Frostpunk. So, in one night. Yeah. I, I've been ser- I've been hardcore this week for good times, man. Wow. Yeah, that's that's good. My my only equivalents are I've been watching some uh, some anime shows, but uh, nothing nothing really recommendation worthy. Oh, I've been tearing to up. you as it I I know you don't you don't get super into anime, so well, I, I need to I always always want to. I just do. I, I need I've been tearing up your Plex server. I th- I think that's what kind of been inspired <laughs> me because Netflix has been so boring and then all of a sudden I've I've been on your server with you've got your media stuff and I'm like, oh this sounds interesting and oh that sounds interesting and I'll watch this and I mean you you look at my usage you'll probably see I watch like Modern Family and uh, <laughs> some of the other stuff that we watched. Yeah. So Yeah, I've I have a lot of those shows just because the just because the interface on Plex is easier. Right, right. And so, so yeah, yeah. It's uh it's been it's been a uh it's been a really busy but fun but busy, exhausting busy week, yeah, sounds like. Yeah, we uh yeah, I need to catch, catch up on stuff. Um so good that Definitely some good time. So speaking of those things that I did uh, this last week, hey, I was want to talk to you about something that was on my mind with video games kind of recently. Um, okay. Is I, it all the violence? It's, it's right. How we need to put laws against like, you know, Mortal Kombat. Um, mm-hmm. No. So I'm I'm playing Uncharted 4 Thieves In. I know, I know what you're saying and everyone out there that I am like way behind what three years behind or something like that with this game Um, that's uncharted four yes i played a lot of that last year yes you're not you're not that far behind okay so first i didn't finish it so my first comment is that a if you're in the same kind of especially with consoles in the same console generation new the, the word new doesn't matter if unless it's a you have to play an online multiplayer game you could pick a, a first-player game when the system launched, and it's just going to be as good as it to playing it today as it was before. It's your experience that matters. So I have some of these games that I will buy that I'm like, I want to play that. The story is supposed to be great. God of War is one of those things. And I want to experience that thing. I just don't have time now, so I, I buy it, put it in my library, and I, when I get to it, I, I will play it. I um, have a, if I can pause you yeah. for one moment... This is sort of random. I don't know how I ended up here. Maybe watching so many old '90s movies. Um, did you ever see Sister Act two? <laughs> I at least saw Sister Act. I don't know about Sister Act two. Okay. Well, this is a this is a quote and a scene from Sister Act two, so okay. it's it's relevant. In, in Sister Act, Whoopi Goldberg teaches a bunch of nuns to sing. In Sister Act two, she, you know. Uh, reaches and and connects with a group of troubled inner city kids at a Catholic school. Okay, right? Does that okay. ring any bells? It does not. Actually, all? the first one did, but I, I missed one. I've seen six right. Okay, so there's a there's a scene where uh, like she's trying to she's trying to run them through normal choir warm up stuff, and this is 
since you haven't seen this, this makes this anecdote kind of uh, arduous because I have to explain it all. But uh, <laughs> she's teaching these kids, and they're like, uh, they're not into it at all. And um, so she has one of it's a classic thing where like the one really shy girl, of course, is like a prodigy at singing or something. But she's she's having them sing. Uh, Mary has a little lamb, and they don't know like the a couple of guys they do a rap, but they don't know the words. They're like feet instead of fleece or whatever, okay. and it's very '90s urban because they're all, I think they're all African American kids. Maybe okay. not all of them. Most of them are. Um, and she she asks a girl. Her name is Maria. Uh, and she's she's real shy. She says, "I don't, I don't know." Mary had a little, and the whole class, you know, freaks out. Right? They're like, "How is it?" You know, it's that. And, and thinking about it again, just randomly earlier today, I was like, "Oh, it's just like that pop culture thing where people get offended if you haven't seen yeah, yeah. Back to the Future or Ghostbusters yeah, or yeah. whatever." And uh, and Whoopi Goldberg does a you know real sassy kind of thing, and she's like, uh, um, you know. It's it's not her fault. It's not her fault. She doesn't know that Mary had a lamb. Maybe where she grew up, Mary had a dog or a little cat. And it's and it's it's very nineties. It's I don't know if I would even recommend watching it now. But <laughs> yeah. uh, the the girl she's like she's like sing to us whatever whatever you know. And she sings a couple bars from uh, the Love Boat theme, and the <laughs> the class cracks up, you know. And it's one of the it's whatever part of this movie. But I'm like. I'm like, oh yeah, that's just like that's just like that thing. It's whatever you, whatever you do, whatever you experience is your life, and somebody else's life is different. That's always it's always true, and we, I I do it just as much. I'm like, how can you possibly have not seen Lord of the Rings? How can you not have seen Star Wars? Like, yeah, yeah, you know. So it's it's whatever. Yeah, I mean, I it's, it's I have I have somebody who I know somebody who's really close and has not seen Star Wars, and I my initial reaction is that. Is that what? But you know, <laughs> it, it's just sometimes that's just how people are. That you know, it's the world. Um, yeah. So so yeah, that I ha I have uh, I recognize some of those things that I know that I probably would like, right? And and I put add them to the list. Is what you might say. Um, mm -hmm. And games are like that too. Is that, that I, things that I don't want to miss out on, and and. But I know that I would probably like and enjoy a lot, so I'll I'll jump in there and make the purchase. Um, I, I've done that with um, a couple of those examples are Batman Arkham games. Um, mm -hmm. uh, the, the, I said God of War, Uncharted, um, and, and these are things. Uh, Assassin's Creed. Like I, I knew that I I want to experience these things, but I have not had an opportunity to. So I want to. So I I, I will buy them, put them on my shelf. And someone can come to my house. Oh, Shadows of War. Remember that when we played mm -hmm, uh, things? Mm -hmm. So you could come to my house and see some unwrapped, you know, AAA title video games. You're like, this thing is like three years old. Why is it unwrapped? Well, it's still, it, I'm going to play them. It's on my list. I just have to, you know, I don't want to miss them. But that doesn't mean that right. I'm, I'm, I'm not good enough to, because I am going to experience Star Wars for the first time at some point in my life. <laughs> just not yet. Um, so anyway, that's that's how this this little long setup for Uncharted Four happened. Um, I played most of all the Uncharted games. Uh, the first one was rough. Um, the second one was better. The third one was great. All of them were were wonderful. Um, I really liked the third one. 
Yeah, um, the third one is the only one I well, and maybe the second one I played all the way through. I did not play the first one. I did I not play the first one. Was all the way Xbox through. during that time? Yeah, it's a totally different game, and they just really made themselves better. Um, so I, I played and I started playing Uncharted Four, um, and this is something a topic that I I'm, I'm reaching here for here, but I want you to hear me out. Um, okay. I recognized it with Uncharted Three, and then I had read a lot about it with un, the reviews of Uncharted Three. Um, and it holds very true with Uncharted Four and other games. It's the railroad kind of scenario. It's it's that you're on you're playing a story and you're basically playing a movie with very limited things you can do. Um, mm-hmm. But like with Uncharted, I picked up that game knowing that I'm going to watch a very long movie, right? That I do things with. Um, there, when you're going, doing his cool, like, uh, uh, holding onto the cliffs and walking around to this prison type thing, you know, you're not, you have, don't have any choice. You, this is the only way to go. There's nowhere else to go on Uncharted. There's only one path. And, and you just, yeah. it's not all about skill. It's just about like following along. And because of that, they tailor every little scene, every little, like, Okay, when he grabs up for this this thing, which everyone has to do, it's going to fall and break, and he'll grab, grab the next one, and he'll make a little quip about it, right? And then sure. he'll continue on, because they can tailor it to be so perfect all the way through because it's a railroad. But if I, it's not really a video game, is it? Like, it's just, I'm just watching a story that someone's telling me and holding a controller the way they want me to at a certain point. Right? I mean, I mean, then is, is D and D a game? Yeah. Cause D and D is like, um, I, I decide that I, I don't want to go down this path or the DM has to change their whole plan to go down that path. Right. I mean, you could write railroads, but it's supposedly supposed to be like, no, I tell that guy, go screw off. And or or even if it is a railroad, you can get to to point B in many different ways. Right. With Uncharted and a lot of these games that are very story driven. God of War is a bad example because you actually have to fight through things and can fail. But a lot of these stories, story driven games, there's only one way to go and you're just playing them. Well, it's a puzzle like you get i don't know how far you are into that game but it's just like the other games it has puzzles and sometimes you're sitting there and you got to figure out a puzzle like that's true of any game that's not open world or just straight arcade i mean original super mario brothers you went forward in the thing like you yeah like you could skip levels or something but it's still a flat you know quote-unquote narrative experience yes but I would argue that things like Super Mario 2, which is actually one of my favorite Super Marios, is is a game that you can say I want. I know, I know. Just, just, just accept it, and let's let's is not this, talk about that. Just we're, accept we're, it and move forward. We're Don't over seventy five episodes in this podcast, and you drop this bomb on me. Yeah, it, I, because you can choose different ways to go through a level. Like there's, okay, I want to go through the pipe way or I want to go up through the top way and then I can skip level four and then take this other way. And there's a Mario did it better and subsequent ones, but, but 
uh, it's where it kind of started. And when you play like Super Mario World, you can do the same kind of thing. I don't want to go left. I can go to the right path and I can choose my own kind of way to get to where I want to go. Um, and and I, I like that. I like that a whole lot. So you started this out with a with a question about whether something is or isn't a video game, which is a complicated. Yeah. It's it's up there with asking whether video games are art. Um, yeah, that's that's a I very good. I don't yes. know that that's a. I don't know that that's a question we can answer. Um, no, I'm talking about for you. For you. Okay. So a game, like, game is a broad term. Like, Cards Against Humanity is a game, and Ticket to Ride is a game. A yes. board game, card game, whatever. Yeah. There's much more game in Ticket to Ride than there is in Cards, Cards Against Humanity. Would except... you call a game, though, that require it, it should require skill by the player to complete it? Oh, that's the difference between watching a passively doing or entertainment as opposed to a game. Which I mean, requires you to interactively have skill to complete you. So in this specific example, uh, Uncharted, you do have to solve puzzles. You do have to do some cover based shooting. Is it hard? Not really. But you ha- you can't just start it and do nothing like it's not a movie you do have to do something yeah um, i guess and so, so then you're then you're yeah. just in the question of like how do you measure skill like if it's easy is it still a game well kind of uh i think so the like etymological conversation aside for me it's just a different kind of game i mean you and i have both said uh, the problem, quote unquote, that we have with open world games is that you get distracted. Like, yes. even in I've not played uh, Breath of the Wild, but I've played previous Zelda games, and um, it has that problem, like where you get lost in the in the world, in the side kind of adventures of the story. That's the reason that I didn't get very far in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, I got a little bit burnt out on Horizon Zero Dawn. Same reason. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just a, a giant RPG. And when I log on, it's like logging back into WoW. I'm like, okay, well, at least I don't have inventory management. So that's good. But I'm like, <laughs> let me open this map. And what should I do? Should I unlock this tower over here? Should I clear out this enemy base over here? Should I go back to this main quest over here? There are at least half a dozen options and realistically more like a dozen or 20. Uh, and I'm like, okay, like, you know, sometimes I'll pick one and I'll go at that point. I'm already in the game. If I am just chilling out on a Saturday afternoon and I'm like, what should I do? Should I play a quick game of heroes of the storm or should mm-hmm. I get back into Horizon zero dawn? And I'm like, well, I haven't played horizon in two and a half weeks do I even know, do I even remember how the game plays, you know, now that I'm in my late thirties, like, and, oh, if I log in, I'm going to have to figure out all the, all the stuff that I'm, and I'm, I'm being a little bit facetious slash hypothetical no. here because I, I also, I, I, feel that. I also paused and have not yet gone back to Uncharted 4, but, mm-hmm. um, aside from those other games that I mentioned being newer acquisitions i'm more likely to to jump in the new thing because i've 
mostly grown out of the uh, have to finish a thing before I can go on to the new thing. Yeah. Uh, in, in video games, in single player video games. Um, there is something a little bit refre- refreshing slash relaxing about getting into a game like Uncharted and just experiencing the story. Like you get some story and it's interesting and he's kind of a dick and mm-hmm. um but not in a not in a cartoonish way because he's the protagonist you're playing as you're right. like yeah i sort of understand his motivations here but he's straight up lying to his wife come on right. um he's not he's not the i mean he's a little more of a of a roguish harrison ford kind of character spoilers or, i'm not past that point yet so or um <laughs> Oh, you must be really early in it. Well, yeah, he's yeah, he's um so so you're aware he's just we know that he's married and he has uh this girl and they're talking about that job off the wherever. Um, okay, okay. Sorry. I I won't spoil it then. Uh, <laughs> clearly he takes the I job. <laughs> right. I mean, no, it's uh, there's a whole game that's just him chilling out in the apartment playing Crash Bandicoot <laughs> exactly, on a PS1. Exactly. Clearly. Um uh completely lost my train of thought now but but, you know with Um, that along those lines is that like while we anyway you you experience a story and there's there's stuff for you to do right you got to solve a puzzle you got to shoot some guys you got to get some and and it's not you know it's not trivial but it's not super hard and it has difficulty level like uh most games you can crank it up or down depending on your preference um what you don't have to do is manage your inventory or look at a map or you just you just play through the story and it's and it's just a different kind of fun <laughs> yeah and, and 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 i don't want i definitely don't want to i know i'm coming off as like a hater on uncharted but i i just was kind of pointing out that it it's a different kind of experience it's a different than, kind of game for sure yeah and, and even that you use the word game i mean i i don't know and maybe <laughs> i haven't played that one long enough but i, I just don't Telltale's what I should have been used for a better example is that I mean you know, if I don't you're know still if I would classify those as games I would classify those as just interactive experiences that you're playing. Did you buy or play the um, choose your own adventure? Yeah, right. Game, that's what I was, board that's game. What think about it. no, but I, I I read all the book like those Transformers had them choose your own adventure books and stuff. Yeah, we played through the first chapter uh, like back at Thanksgiving, and they have an interesting. I don't want to say cool. They have an interesting mechanic where you pass the you pass the card around, right? You don't pass it around, but you go around in turns with people pulling and reading cards so you don't have a GM type situation. Oh, I think I have that one. Is it the one where they they go uh you go to a haunted house type uh, thing? I think so. The first chapter yes. is all out in the front of the house like you don't get into the house in the first chapter yeah yeah um, I, I play I, uh, sydney got that for christmas from trotsky and it's it all. it's a branching story but you have to get into the house at the end of chapter one so you at least for the beginning of that game it is on rails like you can go through the hedge maze or into the old swimming pool or whatever but you're always gonna all roads lead to getting into the house getting into the house right right i sid and i had a had a very big discussion on that one by the way is that you like you said all roads lead to the house and you can't lose by the way that game you can't lose it just says like oh you you die you you go back to the previous room and you you go back to the previous room um so i i got frustrated on that game because i kept saying like just like the 
video games we're talking about. It's like just all the point is to go to the house. It doesn't matter. We're just kind of making our own little story as it goes, how we get to the house. And she was very much like, I want to explore every possible storyline <laughs> that can happen in this entire thing before we go to the house. Um, and, and, and it, that one has like four chapters where you do s- the same kind of thing. Sure. Um, and, and, and you're, she, she had a whole different mentality that she wanted to experience every room, everything, every spot. When I was like, no, no, you're, it's just a story on rails. Have you played, um, what's the franchise I'm thinking of? Bioshock? Yes. Uh, so Bioshock is a narrative game, but with a bunch of choices. Yes. And for me, uh, I don't know. Some people, when they play those kind of games, will do, a like, a, if they're on a PC, they'll do a bunch of different saves and stuff. Yeah. So, because it's, like you said with Sid, like, you want to experience all of the story. Mm-hmm. I... I have enough uh, sense of realism to go, I'm not going to do that. Like it took me four yeah. hours to get through this branch of the, of yeah. the story option. I'm not going to play those four hours again, but where I didn't kill this guy or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I, me too. I agree. Um, and, but that kind of stuff, I don't, I don't want to say stresses me out. Cause that's a, this is a too extreme way to say it, but it it kind of annoys me where I'm like, oh, I'm I'm only getting part of the story unless I play through the game <laughs> again and pick the different options. Like, it, I don't know. I don't know. I, I actually... I keep going like, back to Mario, to Super Mario, and I'm like, yeah, you can't lose. You just start over. Like, how would yeah. you win, choose your own adventure? How would you know? How would you pick the yeah. right option from the clues? Like, that's not really how it works. You, you know, you know, I think that's a... That was that's such a really good thing you brought up there, Dennis. Was that was Bioshock? Um, Bioshock is on rails with the story, especially if you play Bioshock Infinite. It's mm-hmm. it's you're going, you're just experiencing what they want you to show. But why why do I not call that a narrative game? It's because you get to develop your character differently. Do I go all kind of psychic heavy on this oh. thing? Do I do I change the system? How, do I beat guys just with the shotgun all the time? And I your- and that's how I get through a thing. That's your D and D veteran mentality. Speaking. Yes, right. I, I get through. Uh, yes, I'm on rails for the story, but I get through it on my own kind of way and choosing. To, yeah, to get through it, um, and that's that's my experience. I I see my guy as a big shotgun, machine gun wielding dude that, yeah. that attacks stuff, as opposed to like the guy that uses his mind powers to get through the thing. Um, and then I could play through it differently. And this time I'm going to go through and I'm going to be a, a, a diplomacy character, right? And totally different. Um, yeah. As opposed yeah. to like the Telltale games where, no, it's just we're showing you. I'll, I'll tell you, when we, um, when we talked about Keyforge, I talked about games that have homework. Uh, because for me, I have a tendency toward uh, what in the board game space they call analysis paralysis yeah like having to make all of those decisions stresses me out i'm like yeah you know even in character creation i'm like i want my character to look good but there are too many options here like can i download a character that somebody else 
spent 30 hours making I feel look it. like summer glow or something um yeah i feel you i feel you but. but at the same time like i've played a lot of those rpgs like diablo or uh wow or whatever and sometimes i want to you know figure stuff out and make those decisions and just pick depending on the game if i'm casual with it i'm like yeah i'm gonna you know borderlands i do this i'm like i'm just gonna focus on shotgun stuff or whatever um in a more complicated game like diablo or or wow or anything like that like i'm invariably googling it right i'm like i don't have Mm -hmm. the time and energy to do a bunch of math and spreadsheets and like trial and error stuff out when there's a whole community of people who are smarter or have more free time than I have who have done all that math for me and just just tell me what build to go and I'll pick those so I'm not even really making the decisions right and then it's like what even was the point like I could just play uncharted where there, there there's no pretense of of decision making I don't know I don't know uh I no, will I say feel, I feel you that I will say you're pretty early in the story so maybe when you get a little further into it it might feel a little less that way. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Theory. And and I and I'm okay with it. I, I am. I, I actually want to know when I played the third one, I loved that about it. I was totally about the crafted story that they told me. I loved mm-hmm. the story. And I and I trust Naughty Dog to do the same here. And I'm really super excited to find out the story of Nathan Drake and, and how that works out. So I, I didn't mean to knock on that. Or I don't knock on <laughs> the Telltale games with the, the Minecraft and the Batman. Those are great. Uh, our buddy Trotsky loves the Game of Thrones one. And it's simply because it's telling a new story in the Game of Thrones world. Mm-hmm. So those are great. It's just, it's really a quandary to me. It's me accepting the fact that I, I'm just watching a good game that I'm kind of interacting with, not playing a game. And and I, when I want to play a game, I'll pick up a different kind of game, like sure. Marvel Battlelines or something, you know, and play those games. And play some tic-tac-toe. Yeah. That's, you play that one, right? Like, you've been playing a, a, a little bit. Have you, a little bit. Have you put it away? Have you deleted that? Not yet. Uh, you say every time I talk to you about it, it seems like this this air of disappointment in your in your in your tone of voice. It's just you want to hate that game. It's so mobile gaming. You know what I want? I want that uh, Diablo Immortal that everybody's mad about. No, that's not going to come out. It's Blizzard. You've got like another four years. Yeah, you can I know. Find other I know. Games, right? right. That or right. they'll cancel it because people hate them so much right now. Uh, yeah, they'll, they'll no, it. it's just like you got this. The menu is a city. And the buildings are all spread out, so you got to scroll through them, and then you got to check <laughs> like how many of these buildings have red dots on them. Okay, what's that? Is that a thing trying to get my money, or is it a thing where I can collect whatever their fifteen currencies are? In or, that game? or or they're just trying to get me to play that mode. That's the thing for me on that one. It's like, or or yeah, just... try the PvP mode, try the challenge mode that's impossible to beat right now, and all of that. And it's so like once I know all of that stuff exists, it creates a real barrier to me opening up that app it's like when i open up a game that i haven't played in a while and it's like oh we've got to download 600 megs worth of updates and i'm like nah i'll just scroll instagram for a minute and then go back to what i was doing totally agree with it i i gotta say the the difference between this game and other ones is that i actually kind of like the game like the the advanced tic-tac-toe of it um we're talking about marvel battle lines by the way if you you don't know what we're yeah it's it's a little more um it's an app that you can buy on. It's a little more interesting than I thought it would be. The gameplay loop. Yeah, and and, and if the game does have 
like animation I want to say issues it's just timing it's like they put a lot of animation stuff that I just want to skip and it drives me crazy you can turn uh, some of that down you can and I've turned it all the way down but it still has like I keep having to hit skip and go through um oh the like but, the comic strip dialogue yeah yeah and especially when you're doing like some dailies and you have to yeah I'm not getting into that specifics but it has interface issues in that way and that it's a little frustrating to get to the actual, like, there's so much around this, this game this to get is in a, and play the game. This is a Korean game? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, think South so. Korea. Yeah. Um, and and, and it, I, I, I'm recommending it. I, mean, I would recommend to go play it as, as just, not as a, like a crazy, oh, this is going to be your best game ever. No, like if you're looking for a free-to-play themed game this one's not half bad because the mechanics of actually playing the game is pretty fun um it's just sometimes getting in to play the game takes takes like too much that i that frustrates me yeah exactly Um, but i can play it on the toilet (laughs) that's some that's some of our friends criteria for stuff is that you can sit down and play it in two minutes and then be be done uh yeah which 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 does does make me me happy and um i'll I can even play, I'll go pick up Sydney from Boys and Girls Club and they'll call her name and I can sit down, play a match, and then she comes and it's only been like five minutes. So uh, that, yeah, that's a positive. Um, um, yeah, I, I, I like it. It's It's got its things, but it's tied me over, you're right, until I get to like a, a real game. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because there's not like, there's not a whole lot of like some real games. Somebody has to do it. I, I had hope for Blizzard, but the community backlash was so strong. Who knows what's happening with that? But I feel like there's got to be, it's got to be somebody besides Supercell to come in and do something that doesn't have so much garbage in it. Well, Bra- Brawl Stars came out and it's got a lot of garbage in it too. And, and yeah, Brawl Stars, it, it, the game, the gameplay loop is fun in that one, but it's it's more of the same. Yeah, Brawl, Brawl Stars made by Supercell, mm-hmm. um, makers of. Um, it's that game that everyone loves. Clash of Clans and Clash, Clash Royale. Clash Royale. I played both of those for a long while, um, so I'm not knocking them. But uh, it's just it's just like the same thing, right? You get into it and you're doing the same thing. There's yeah. more game, game. Well, after that whole conversation about what is and isn't a game, the gameplay loop is more active than uh, than Clash or Royale. Uh, it's yeah, more. But- it's more like an action RPG. It um, is, but not even RPG. Like you, you, you get into the game and you're just doing the same mindless kind of objective every time. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's MOBA ish. Yeah, and and I guess you could say the same thing of Clash Royale is that it's just the same mindless thing every time. Um, but but uh, Battle Brawl Stars is um, just okay, I guess. It's not Sydney for some reason loves it. Um, but she does, she's because she's not old and jaded like we are. I guess. I guess it's just it just doesn't give me it just doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't spark um, joy. It does not spark joy. That's right. So I should get. It. But I, I'm I am I'm I'm looking for something. There's a couple games that I've played that that did spark joy for me. You know um, um and I and I wish that that you know After Earth or I think is what it's called um was another one of those that I thought was really great and. They come around every once in a while, and I'm looking. Hopefully, the Diablo game would be something that, you know, you know Fingers what I'd crossed. love. To, I keep I keep looking for is the KeyForge game. Like, see, that's something mm. that can. But no news on that front. Um, 
So, hey, if anybody's out there and when Dennis asks for, you know, feedback, send me something like that's fun that would like consume my time for fun on mobile because I'm, I'm clearly I'm playing Marvel Battle Lines as my thing every day. I need, <laughs> I, I need, I need some encouragement. Need something. I, I, I got right now I'm looking at my phone. I've got my three main things are Battle Lines, Brawl Stars and RWBY, which is that's just my own. I like Ruby. So. Yeah, I like Ruby. Everybody knows that. On this they show, have a game. It's it's a uh, uh, Clash Royale, but it's a Clash Royale clone with Ruby. I maybe downloaded a Disney game, but oh, I haven't. Cross, crossy haven't. Roads? No, <laughs> no, no. It's a like Disney characters brawl or something. I don't oh, remember really? if, if that's a real thing that happened or a dream that I had. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's really funny. Um, yeah, so so the, those are the three, which means that I don't have anything that's really like sparking me that I I'm dying to play. Something that's actually uh, so, good, yeah. So so somebody somebody send me something. I mean, I don't mind I don't mind yeah, buying so. money. I actually prefer to to buy money, right? Like to pay money for a game that I can completely non free to play. Yeah, we've talked about that at length. Yeah, so if you got something, send me something, please, dear Lord, in heaven. <laughs> I want something. Something. All right, man. Um. Did we have? I feel like I had one more good times. Oh, uh, you guys! Uh, during that complete snooze fest of a Super Bowl last night, you guys painted your Gloomhaven figures. How'd that go? That was awesome. That was really. I mean, we've done this before, where uh, we have two. As everybody knows, we've got two Gloomhaven groups going at the same time on the same night. We we mm-hmm. play in the same room. Um, and my group that I play with Captain Chris, uh, our buddy Zahn and, uh, Pat, who's been on the show, um, we have painted before and painted our minis, but the other group had not. So we have been able to come back with our awesome minis and say, yeah, ours are clearly better than everyone else's. And we did an okay (laughs) job with them. Um, yeah. So yeah, they, they were good. Um, and then um, Pat had mentioned, like, hey, let's do another one because we've all opened up boxes since then, with the exception of, of Zahn. Um, and okay. let's have another, let's have another, like, hangout time. And he said the Super Bowl day. Um, and we invited the B team, which is the other team. Um, we have other choice names for them, but that's what we'll call them. <laughs> and, and, uh, <laughs> and they all, everybody came, most everybody came, and we all painted during. We watched, had Bob Ross playing in the background, put the Super Bowl on. And let me tell you, painting the minis was uh, way better than watching the Super Bowl because that was a boring Super Bowl. Boring. Very defensive game. Cool. Yeah. We'll have to um, put some put some pictures up on the on the episode, on the show notes. Yeah. You know, like our buddy Zahn is, is like a, he went to school for painting and we didn't know all that stuff. So it's it was oh, yeah. cool to get those tips. But not all of us are amateurs, but, you know, we we did okay. I'm really happy with our miniature painting. It's 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 a very zen thing. Do you have you ever painted miniatures much? Um, not miniatures. I used to do model trains. Um, oh, it's kind of similar, right? You're um, sitting down it, painting. It details. feels like it would be too much detail work for me. My hands are a little bit shaky, so I don't know. Oh, I I pulled like Captain Chris. He has these like huge bottle cap glasses that. Are, well, they're mm-hmm. readers, I guess. And they zoom way in. And I wore them the whole time. It was like wearing zoomed-in glasses. It was <laughs> super cool. Super nice. fun. Nice. Yeah. All right, man. I think that uh, think that think that'll do it. Oh, fine. I mean, we've only been talking for like four hours. Right, right. Fine. 
<laughs> All right, guys, you ready? You ready? You ready to be done with the show? I, I guess we can be done. With yeah, people, show. people got got stuff people got things to do. Fine. All right, well, you better come back next porch. week then. This is episode seventy-six. Uh, special Woo. thanks, as always, to our friends at Geek Scholars Movie News. If you like movies, news, film headlines, previews in glorious podcast form, check them out. Geek Scholars Movie News. If you like Star Trek or role playing, we I think almost managed to not talk about Star Trek at all this week or the Orville. Woohoo! We did it. You can check out our in, other in show, heavy discovery time. Uh, yeah. Klingonsanddragons dot com. It's not safe for work. It's crazy chaotic, and I should have another episode up. Well, when this episode goes up, the Klingons Dragons episode will have been in the past. But anyway, oh, yeah. hopefully, and we're playing a new one. We're playing a new one coming up too, right? So we're very excited about that. Yeah, yeah, we should be playing this Wednesday, and I'm hoping to actually have another episode up this Wednesday. So check yes, that out. Lot, lots of content for that one coming up, guys. Go, go check that one out. Um, if you have questions, comments, feedback, you got your thoughts on Groundhog Day or some mobile game rep- recommendations. You can hit us up at frontporchpod at gmail.com, old school email, or head over to our website, frontporchpodcast.com. We've got contact forms, all that good stuff. If you enjoyed that's the also show, where our, our hundred movie poster challenge. That's right. Goes, that's right. And we'll keep there. that relatively updated as we uh, move the queue around to coincide with uh, the year and its various moods. Yeah, we're, we're going to switch. Uh, Dennis and I just talked about that before, guys, that we're going to, we're going to like, switch those all around we i know we mentioned it but um the the file that's up there i guess when you're watching this right now will be updated but uh, expect it to change soon and we're gonna do some better maintenance of that, that <laughs> sure sure thing. um if you enjoy the show you can subscribe on apple podcasts and while you're there if you'd leave us a review that would be awesome thanks as always for joining us and until next time i'm dennis and i'm michael for the front porch all right. See you next time.